everybody, welcome back to another episode, a Tuesday special edition, obviously, because we have something to celebrate before we get into that. I'm oh, your host, fuck Ronnie yes, Clark. I got my co-host here, Zach Roden. And uh, howdy, howdy. without any time to waste, let's just fucking get right into it. All right. There, there's nowhere else to start. I contemplated another start and I asked Zach. And he's like, yeah, this one, this was. That. And I said, Zachary, no. From the past, when I asked you the first option. We are going to talk about the ahead three and one Toronto Maple Leafs, Zachary. Oh, I'll tell you one thing right now, Robbie. Uh, we are, we're, as you said, we're doing this on Tuesday. So this is the day after uh, game four. And for those of you that didn't see game four, shame on you. I mean, incredible. Well, you know, I'll say the last of it was incredible. The last right. bit of it. Because the first couple um, periods were uh the first really, the first really and second period were some of the worst hockey. hardest periods of hockey I've ever had to watch in my entire life. That's how bad the Leafs were playing. I don't know what the fuck Keith said to him in the room going into that third inter- or uh, third period, second intermission. Probably said you're but a bunch of fire pussies right ass. now. And I tell you, normally it's the Leafs that are the ones blowing a four one lead. In the third, so it is. It is just really nice for it to be coming back in our direction for once. But Toronto holds off. Uh, they actually go down into Tampa, tied one one, and they win both games in Tampa Bay. I won't lie to you, Robbie. I didn't really see that one coming. <laughs> uh, Same. They completely stole Saturday's game. We can all agree on that. Tampa Bay just completely dominated them. Uh, but you know what they say: good teams find a way to win, and that is something that the Leafs clearly are showing that they can do because that was two games where they looked like they were just dead done and all of a sudden it's a U-turn pop and it's two overtime goals. Huge, huge, huge two games in Tampa Bay. Now, I'm not going to get too excited because as a Leaf fan, I've been in this predicament before. I've been up 3-1. We were up 3-1 against Montreal. I don't believe we were up 3-1 against Boston, but we've been up in series before and we haven't been able to close it out. That fourth win is always the hardest one to get. We are one win away from a first-round playoff win. First time in 19 years. I know how sad that sounds, but I don't give a fuck. I'm excited for this. I really hope they can pull it off. We'll see Thursday night, man. Well, you'll be seeing. I'm just very offended. I have a... uh, For those of you that don't know, I do a little bit of stand-up comedy on the side, and I just uh, had to have a some stage time happening Thursday night, right in the middle of the Leaf game. So we're hoping to get that set done with and plow myself right up to the bar to sit down and catch that game. And then hopefully it's a good one for us. Well, that's on you. But um, what did I say to you? I said two things. One, the first goal they got was all because of Ryan O'Reilly stealing the puck inside of Tampa's blue zone, setting it up for the first goal, which is incredible. Because I told you, I said, anyone – that was on last year's roster or even this year's prior to the O'Reilly trade was not going to make that steal. He made an incredible steal that set the first goal. And then to me, what I told you yesterday, when it happened, I said, this could probably be the biggest difference maker. The reason one, the Leafs won the reason why the Leafs won. My English is all out of sorts. I'm on very little sleep. I woke up today, got to work with a flat fucking tire. It's been a bad Tuesday, Mm. but Monday night, tough day for Robbie, a great fucking Monday night. All right. Matthew Nice saved game four for the Toronto Maple Leafs with that incredible stick save 
which ultimately became the robbery, maybe. You know what, Robbie? I'll say this. That kid, I believe, if my math is correct, he's at his seventh or eighth NHL game, maybe ninth. I know he hasn't played double digits yet. That guy has looked electric. Like, yeah. yes, of course, he's made some mistakes. And I have noticed he's he gets young. fucking, he gets destroyed, dude. Like, he is just getting, he has got to find a way to protect himself a little bit more. Because he's getting cranked like three times a game at least. But <clears throat> from what I've seen, his offensive ability, like just the way he sees the game, even as you know, as, as we saw last game, his defensive ability and those takeaways and shit like that, the guy is, like, we have a future star, I believe, on this Leaf team, and he's already showing, like, some serious glimpses of greatness. So I don't really know what's going to happen, to be honest with you. I'm sure he's going to stay in the line, but bunting suspension is now over going into uh into game five. Um, if if I were to guess what's going to happen, um, I would believe Kerfoot would be dropping down to probably the fourth line because you're not going to touch that third line. The Nyes, Achari, uh, O'Reilly line, that line is just on fire. Mm-hmm. So he'll drop down to the fourth line. Uh, Yarn Croak from the first line will drop down to the second line and take Kerfoot's spot, and Bunting will pop into the first line taking um, Kerfoot. Yarn Croak spot, sorry. And then you're going to be looking at a guy like an Aston Reese or a Lafferty as the uh, the odd man out, the one that will be probably getting this healthy scratch. Zach, do you remember a uh, amazing step for the Lightning Scully as Feleski from last year? You said, what, what, what did you just call his last name? As Feleski. Did I say right? You did say I, I didn't hear the V at the first. I thought you said As, as Feleski. I was like, oh, shit. That is a Russian name you just said right there, my friend, but not the right one. My bad, you were in fact correct. Vasilevsky. Andrei Vasilevsky. Okay. Yeah, he's, uh, what was the stat, sorry? Go on. So the stat was started last year. Um, Throughout his career in the playoffs. Starting last year. Well, it wasn't starting last year, like the stat was shown last year. Yeah, yeah. From the time period that he was the starting goalie when he was with the Lightning. He never lost a back-to-back games until the Stanley Cup final against the Avalanche and now against the Leafs. And uh, can I just make this also? It was a back-to-back-to-back games he lost. Three in a row now. Yep. Which, honestly, I know it's probably – oh, I know it has happened before, but that hasn't happened. I'm going to take a swing at this one. No Google needed. That hasn't happened since they lost to Tampa Bay in a sweep where he's lost three straight playoff games in a row. I'm just going to take a guess on that. Yeah, I don't think he was a starting goalie. I don't know. When they got swept by Columbus. Oh, I'm sure correct. I'm pretty sure he probably was. But I mean, like that that's how long ago it's been since he would have lost three straight playoff games if that was the case. Correct. Correct. So like we said, there's still one more win. That, that right. fourth win is the most pivotal one. Right. Um I remember when they got a three one against Montreal. Montreal I, was, I thought it was fucking I wrote the series off. So I am definitely not doing that again because at the end of the day. We are talking about the Leafs, but I I know I've said this before. It just seems like there's just like a different feeling with this team. I don't know what it is. Well, I'll tell getting- you what it is. The fact that when you saw they were down four to one entering that third period, all hope was lost. But somewhere along the way, Matthews came up big for two goals. They got Finally. the time. They got the time. Finally. Goal, and then they won in overtime. It felt like after they got the second goal, it's like, all right, you know what? 
Let, we let's do this. Go. We can fucking yeah. do this. And then with a minute left in the third period, they tie it up. Well, they tied that one. The they tied the the game three with like a minute left. Yesterday they tied it up with like four minutes left. But that was just the I mixed it up. It was two just complete just displays of heart. Those games. And I'll tell you, I know you've already you made a a reference to it already. That fucking O'Reilly pickup, like that trade by Dubas to get O'Reilly. If we do end up making a run, like we have to give our hat off to Dubas for that because I, I he has been such a difference maker in this first round. Dude, the guy is just, he's automatic on face-offs. Do you know what an advantage that is to just be able mm-hmm. to snap yeah. it back every fucking time, have perfect possession? Maybe not every time, but 75% of the times. The Morgan Riley, he first of all, he ties up game three. Clean face-off win in game three overtime for right to Morgan Riley stick, snapshot win. Another big game yesterday. Mm-hmm. He's been doing it all. He's been doing it all. Yeah. Uh, what is Bob saying here? He is playing like ass. As well, Oski. Yeah, he Bob. I, you know what? They I, they were making a reference um, on TSN. I was listening. It's actually very true. This is like, this is kind of the first time in Latin, well, not even the first time, but first time in maybe five or six years where this is not, this is not Andre Vasilevsky anymore. Like I don't know what's going on. He's just not the same. As I'm saying this, watch next game. He's just going to be fucking absolutely outstanding, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he hasn't. Sorry, not to say that he isn't. He hasn't looked like the the Vasilevsky that everyone has been so fearful of. You know what I mean? Like Tampa, Tampa for the last right. three, four seasons, in my opinion, has had the runaway best goalie. Yeah, like it was. They just wasn't even close. And now there's there's so many of them. It's just I don't know if they're getting better or if he's everything just sort of plateauing. But I'll tell you, what, he wasn't had a lot of help from his defense late on in the period. No, because were... because the the amount of times that the Leafs two two goals came from off a of deflection screening him. Can I also say something? This is um related to the Leafs, related to Tampa, and related to every single team in the playoffs. This has been the worst officiating I have ever seen in my entire life in the playoffs. I think that's what Dad was referring to. Yeah, and I'm not. Well, that I I know the call he was referring to, but that what that wasn't a goal because the ref blew the play dead. Yes, the puck was still available, but it's it's a shitty situation because the ref blew the play that it was it was covered up. So <laughs> you can't blame. Yeah, uh, yeah, I remember that play you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, like it wasn't. I mean, it wasn't like a video reviewer they got screwed on. It was the ref thinking the puck was frozen and he blew the whistle. I'm talking about the fucking penalty calls that I've seen. I saw even as a Leaf fan, I saw a few from. Tampa Bay, not so much last night, but game three, there was a few rough ones from Tampa Bay. There was a few unbelievable, ridiculous calls that were not called on Tampa from Toronto's perspective. Like, I don't know, where Steven Stamkos just grabs Austin Matthews and starts filling him in the fucking face right in front of the referee. A couple times, too. It wasn't like it was just like so a single punch. Like, he punched Matthews a couple times. That's his first career fight. Yeah. And Robbie, and not even just to say just the Leafs, because I know I've seen Tampa get screwed on a few as well. I saw, uh, not related to Tampa, the Minnesota, but I saw Minnesota. I got in Minnesota. Marcus Foligno got a fucking penalty. I I can't. I don't even know what the penalty is for. If it was interference or high sticking, but he was the one that got fucked up. Like he comes up, his forehead's all bloody, and he gets a penalty for it. it it's it. And normally in the playoffs is when they really let them play, which is what I everyone's always loved about the playoffs. But this year, it's just been like teams are getting fucking hosed. Mm-hmm. Absolutely hosed. Yeah. 
Yeah, you know, officiating has been a, a problem all of 2022, 2023. Not just cross hockey. I'm just talking all around NBA, NFL, baseball, and now hockey, which normally, Zach, when we talk about the playoffs uh, a little bit last year, it wasn't really much to talk about the refs. <clears throat> yeah. By Bob, I didn't uh, see Bob's comment here. I actually didn't even know that that uh, the road teams had a winning percentage. Again, that does make sense, actually, because now that you mention it, uh, you got the Rangers winning both in New Jersey, then the Devils winning both in uh, New York, which that's a series I'd like to talk about, too, a little oh, yeah, bit. We're gonna, we're gonna you know what? I guess, I mean, we, we could probably just transition right into that. You know, Might we, as well. We, we spoke enough about the Leafs. Um, like I said, before we before we get on that, go Leafs, go Thursday. Go Leafs, go. go. Bring it home for us, baby. Come on, bring it home. In Toronto, us. doing in Toronto, baby. I'll be in Toronto. So, I mean, if they win, I might have to just drive the old Rogerton down there after the show and see what the streets are like. Hell yeah. But uh, I guess we'll move on. Uh, Devils and Rangers. We go uh, into Madison Square Garden with the Rangers up 2 nothing, and the Devils backs against the wall after two ass-whooping 5-1 victories for the Rangers in uh, New Jersey. And uh, don't count those fucking pesky Devils out, baby, because we got ourselves a two-game Two apiece series now. If I recall, prior to these games happening, you said this is probably going to be the playoff series of the first round. This is going to be the one to watch. I, I thought this was going to be a better series than Tampa Bay and Leafs, which I think I've been wrong about that because the Tampa Bay and Leafs games have been fucking very well, minus the first two that were just blowouts. But those two games in Tampa Bay really brought, brought that one back. But yeah, like I said, I knew the Devils and Rangers, man. That was going to be a very competitive series. Those are two just like super skilled teams, but the Rangers looked so good in the first two games. I'm like, oh fuck, I, this this might be a sweep. But rest assured, uh-huh. Jack Hughes shows that he is just up there with, or easily up there with one of the some of the best players in the league. Yeah, that kid is so dominant. Uh, this rookie goaltender, whoever the hell this guy came out of, Schmidt, I think his last name is. He has been on fire. Uh, excuse me. <laughs> Uh, we got ourselves a series, though. I want to see. Uh, I guess they played last night, so they're not going to play now till I believe Thursday night with us. Yeah, they got Thursday night as well. Seven thirty start. Oh, the Leafs are on at seven too, motherfucker, man. Yeah, you're you're missing the game, but I was hoping it was going to be seven thirty because then at least I, you know what though. It, it, so normally uh, when I when I do these shows, I um like a lot of my friends come, so they always want me to go near the end because they think that if I go like fucking first or second, that uh a lot of the people that came to see me are just gonna be like, Well, fuck this show, let's get out of here now. This time I warned the guy, I said, buddy, no one's coming because it's game five. So if that's the case and it's just a random crowd, I'm gonna be like, yo, pal, pencil me in for like let me let me be the second act or first act. I want to get the fuck out of here and watch this game. Are you getting paid to do this, or is this just a volunteer thing? I'm not getting paid to do it, but the guy. So basically, like the way it's working right now is like I'm because obviously it's, it's tough to get stage time. Like besides doing this, you just have to go and do open mics. Mm-hmm. But I've been doing well with this guy who is the the club owner for this little comedy club in Toronto. So it's pretty much like whenever I want to perform or do a show or get any stage time, I just shoot him a message being like, hey, what do you got open? And he'll give it to me. So it's kind of like. You didn't think ahead of time. Dude, we, this think- was booked a month ago. I did. I booked this a month I, I ago. I know, but you didn't think ahead of time looking at the way the schedule's been working out because basically the no, Thursdays, Saturdays, I, Mondays. 
I didn't even like playoffs weren't even like a thought in my brain. No. He's like, you want to do April 27th? I was like, fuck yeah, I want to do April. It was right after I just killed a show, too. And now you're like, up. now you're like, fuck no, I don't want to do April 27th. I even messaged him the other day and I was like, bye. I'm like, hey, man, I'm like, just want to let you know. Uh, probably not going to sell any tickets for this one, unfortunately. But uh, I was like, if you want, I'm like, you know, it's a Leaf game on Thursday. So I'm like, I don't know if you want to maybe move it to next. She's like, no, no worries, man. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm still a little sick. He's like, no worries, man. Uh, He's like, don't worry, we'll still have a good time. I was like, ah, oh, fuck. I was like, all right. Well, I'm in it for the long haul. Well, I you gotta, gotta make the sacrifices, folks. You gotta I make got, the sacrifices. I got a softball game. Thankfully, it's six, so maybe I will submit a little bit of the action. But I'm gonna tell the team, I'm gonna haul them up. Like, listen, guys, see those guys and gals over there? They said yeah. that we fucking suck. So why don't we put up twenty they called in the first us a and bunch second of pussies? Innings. Is what all they right? called us. We're gonna do. We're gonna put up twenty runs in the first and second innings. We're gonna finish this game in three innings, and we're gonna oh, go watch the Leafs win. Francis, uh, Francis, if you're hearing this, your little Oilers there, they could be. Isn't it? Okay, now just picture this. Is it? Is that no? That series is only two one, right? Or is it fucking three one? Two two. Is it two two? The only three one series right now. Oh, it is. Yeah, you're right. Because the Edmonton only came back the only games won. that are up three to one right now are the Leafs over the Lightning, the Bruins over the Hurricanes. And I believe no, the Bruins last over one... Panthers. Bruins oh, excuse over me, Panthers. excuse me, excuse me. Yeah, uh, Hurricanes are up three one over the Islanders. Yeah, yeah. They play, they're actually they're about to start right now. I Winnipeg got is down three to one to the Golden to Vegas. Yeah. And everything else is two two. Rangers, Devils, uh, Oilers, Kings, uh, Wild, Dallas. I'm trying to see if I can memorize it all off the top of my head. Zachary, doing come on, come on, right you now. got this one. Western Conference. Give me time. They're a really, time. they're a really good team. Yes, the fucking avalanche and the kraken. Yes. Oh. I apologize for the AirPod listeners. Robbie is fired up. Let's We're fucking go. Fired up. Big. It was a big night for us last night, folks. We have been excited ever since. Okay, I was, like I was scrolling high. through four different channels yesterday. The leaps. I was going back and forth between wrestling because I heard there was a new title. And I love it. They're bringing back the World Heavyweight title. Uh, the Bucks and the Heat, which we will be talking about. Yeah, and the Rangers and the Devils. Um, yeah, so let's, questions. Go, let's go on. About- Before we do, I want to ask you a couple questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The Rangers. Panarin, Patrick Kane, Tarasenko, one goal. They had a lot of shots on net, too. Only one goal to, to go off of. I didn't get a chance to watch too much of the highlights, but a lot of things that I was seeing. Getting <laughs> wrist shots from further out in the ice and too many long distance shots. It wasn't like there was any cross uh cross one timers. It was very like you mean one goal in the whole playoffs or one goal game three, game four. Okay, yeah. Me, game four. That that line, I mean, it's playoffs, so you gotta remember that, right? So it's it's a whole new ball game. It's the ice is is so thin, like there's there's no free space out there. The second you touch a puck, there's someone on you. Have you seen some of the fucking hits this year too in this playoffs? Yeah, can we talk about um the one with uh, Marner? I, th- I believe it was Mitch Marner. Oh no, so you're talking with the Morgan Riley one? Yes, Morgan Riley. Excuse me. Yes. Yeah. Um. So it wasn't even I, it wasn't even intentional. No. They made it out yeah, to be like the biggest fucking intentional I'll explain, hit ever. I'll explain to you exactly what happened there because that's that's a hockey play. That is two guys battling for a position, and unfortunately, one guy is a little bit bigger and stronger than the other guy. 
And it also looked like Point kind of caught a rut there, too. Like, as he was going, he kind of caught an edge or something, it looked like, because he was already kind of going down. But by no means did Morgan Riley hit him. You know what I mean? Like, it was they were kind of battling with each other. Guy lost an edge and went hard in the boards. Look how fast they're skating. Yeah. I mean, I, I was I was very, very happy that they went and reviewed that and it was no penalty on the play. Because I think they made the exact right call on that one. They missed, however, Stamkos getting an extra for trying to beat the shit out of Matthews. But you know what? That's beyond that. Well, let's give a couple uh, couple of shout outs to the guys in here right now. Kevy, what's going on? Tony, of course, dead and back to his Hello, Governor. Status, what's going on, baby? Mr. Go, let's go. Steve Savansky, maybe our most special person watching right now. Freaky Babe TV. Freaky Babe TV. Uh, what's going on here? I like that name. Uh, welcome to the show, baby. Welcome to the show, <laughs> baby. So, Robbie, I want you to. I'm going to ask you your predictions now for the rest of this Ranger uh, Ranger Devil series. What, what's what's going on? How many games? Who's taking them? I mean, it, it, can the goalie maintain that success that he's had right now? Do you think it's sustainable through seven games? Momentum, baby. I think that guy is not. You know what? It is a goalie though, and it's a huge. Men- it's a uh, yes, there is a lot of momentum on his side, but it's also a huge mental fat. Like that's a mental feat, man, to be putting all that pressure on a rookie goalie like that. Mm-hmm. Right, but if he just goes out there and keeps playing hockey the way he's playing, then I'm gonna I'm gonna beat you to the punch here. I'm gonna say that the Devils are gonna win this in six games. I think they're gonna keep rolling. Well, I know that maybe the Devils could do the same thing that the Rangers did last year and go on this incredible run because they have very little, if none, experience whatsoever as a team collectively on this playoffs. But there's yeah, a lot of firepower, show, brother. There's a lot of firepower on that Rangers team from first line to the second line, from the first defensive line to the second defensive line, obviously Igor Shesterkin. I'm going Rangers yep. in seven. It's going to be a fucking battle. This is this is exactly what we were looking for. That's what it's going to be. It's been a fucking battle. Yeah, it has been a hell of a series. That's why I'm hoping, I'm praying that the Leafs can pull that one off yep. on Thursday because if that other one goes seven, then I got Saturday and Monday where I can actually sit down and enjoy a game. <laughs> for because the first I don't, time I don't in 19 enjoy. Years. Like, I don't enjoy watching Leaf games. I, obviously, I enjoy when they win, but they fucking give me so much anxiety, man, watching that team play hockey. Even when they're playing good. Like, it's just like it's just how I am. Like, when they're coming down the other way, I'm fucking my heart starts racing. The palms get a little sweaty, you know? Maybe you should get a cap for um for your anxiety. Kev, uh, Kev does have a good point here that a lot of the key devil players are young. Yeah, that team is so young. And another thing that I think the devil should do, um, to, well, I guess even to improve on that youngness, but also to improve with their team, bring in Jack Hughes' younger brother, Luke Hughes. The guy came in. Actually, has he been playing? Let me check before I sound like a fucking idiot, just to make sure he hasn't been uh, uh, part of this lineup since they started winning games. Let me see. Okay, no, he's not on the lineup. But I would like to see uh, them bring in Luke Hughes. He's a very, very skillful defenseman. Obviously, he's got the chemistry playing with his brother. I mean, that's just got to you got to have chemistry if you're playing hockey with your brother. You know what I mean? I feel like that's just a that's a telepathy thing, you know? Right. Right. But I guess uh, clearly they really don't need him if they're just plowing through these last two games. So maybe uh, maybe I take back what I said. You just don't fix it up. You know, you just you just keep on trucking with what you got. Yeah. Um, did you want to go through like the? Uh, did you want to go through all the series or? We could peek through all of them. I mean, um, Boston 
ultimately dominated Florida, which everyone kind of anticipated. Yeah, I had I the know. Islanders shocking you, the, uh, the Hurricanes. I was. I'm gonna. I'm gonna stop you there, though. I would not say Boston has been dominating Florida. I would say that Allmark has been absolutely incredible. And Boston, you know the thing with Boston, I like they've been outshot in a in a few of these games against Florida, but they're so skillful. Like they they could get twenty shots and five goals, and yeah. the goalie doesn't even look bad because their fucking passing plays and their dekes are just so ridiculous. Like Florida's been peppering them. Florida's been a tough battle for them, but Boston just finds a way to prevail. They get those goals. Yeah, and aren't they getting um Bergeron back? I believe. Boston. He is uh, keyed in to play Game Five, I believe. There which um, is is that? That's no, not tonight. It's it is night. tonight, I believe. I believe it is tonight. Nope, tomorrow night. I was wrong. Fuck. Yeah. They do um, when they switch back to uh, to Game Five. They usually give them a three day, a three day rest. I know. I two, have two day rest. I know. I have a fifty fifty percent chance of being right because when Poof tells me he has to work, the first question I ask him is: it Bruins or is it Celtics? Yeah, and he told yeah, me he's, he's got a good gig on with those two guys right now. Hell yeah. Um, all uh, right. What's the other I'm, series you want to talk about? Well, I guess we can just quickly glance in as we were mentioned Carolina and Islanders. Um, not really much going on about there. Carolina's easily gonna take them, Boston's gonna take them, uh, Florida and their series. Uh we could talk, you know what actually what I would like to talk about, which is might be a little bit surprising, is the two two for Colorado and Seattle Kraken. Seattle's second year in the uh NHL. Yep, and Chicago's going to be uh, or Chicago, Colorado's going to be down a man next game because Kale McCarr got a one game suspension announced today. And I don't know if you saw the play where why he got suspended, but I would like to know what the I, fuck I think I know thinking. what you're talking about. Uh, like at the end of the period, he just absolutely cross checked the shit out of him. Yeah, like fucking <laughs> the guy. The guy shoots the puck and it goes up into the stands, and then skates. Like a good force, like three seconds. Like that's how long it was for him to just go. Da, 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 da. And then <laughs> Kale McCarr just lights him up on the boards. And Jeremy Cam uh, suffers an injury on the play. And Kale McCarr gets a one game suspension. Which, hey, sure. man, if Seattle can go in there, win that game five, which is very possible because they've yeah. been doing it with Kale McCarr. Now you lose a big piece like that, you're obviously not going to get better. Yeah. They go in with a lead to clinch the series in front of their home fans in game six. I mean, that would be huge. Yeah. So we'll have to wait and see what happens, but it uh that's been a pretty exciting series. Uh another really good series, the Minnesota Wild, Vegas Golden or Minnesota Wild and Dallas Stars. That's been a good series as well. They go uh game four tonight. Or sorry, game is it game five tonight? Game five. Game five tonight. Two two. Yep, my apologies. Yeah, everything is four games in. Yeah. I smoked a lot of weed before this, so uh I mean um cigarettes. Yeah, cigarettes. Marvel Reds. Oh god. <laughs> That's how my voice probably sounds right now. I fucking I cannot breathe out of my nose and my life depended on it. That's depressing because that shit is like it is red as fuck. What my nose? Oh yeah. Yeah, well, she's fucking she's been battling. That's too bad. Uh, uh, what another, about these Oilers and Kings? What's yeah, going on with that series? Talk about that. Um, Edmonton, you know what I'll say, man? They uh, This has been another tough series for them. Kings are a gritty team. They got a lot of skill. They got a lot of grit. 
I think a lot of people thought when they traded Jonathan Quick, like, oh, what's going on here? Jonathan Quick is not Jonathan Quick anymore. They got Corpus Allo out of the deal, who, in my opinion, at the stages they are in their career now, is a way better option for them between the pipes. And it, it, it's, I would not be surprised if we see an LA Kings upset. That's all I'm going to say. Like, I, I would not be surprised. Fucking Francis, if you're listening to this, I will fucking make you feel like a fucking sad, sad man. Sorry, Francis. I don't want to see you sound like an asshole, but is, is that the dickhead that said the Leafs were going to lose in five games? Correct. Fuck you, Francis. <laughs> yes. Yes, indeed. And I can't wait when Connor McDavid will be a Leaf. Okay, well, let's pump the brakes yeah, on that I puppy. because uh, That's never going to happen. Well, maybe when he's like 39. Yippee. You know, to no. finish his career off. Yeah, no. Um, but yeah, that's uh, who do you think so you're going to take the Oilers? I'm assuming to uh, prevail in that series. Yeah, yeah, Connor McDavid, Drysital. Yeah, I'm just going to take him in six. And then the, uh, the last one, the last one, really to glance over quick, um, is the Wonder Dog one that I had was taking the Winnipeg Jets over Vegas. Not looking so Boy, strong for me right now. Not no. looking so strong. No. Nope. I, I still think, think they can do it. I, I still think Vegas. they can do it. You did pick Vegas, yeah. But my underdog like, pick is way wrong, too, so, I mean, we're both in the boat. Yeah, we both fucked those ones up. Yeah. Uh, let me just see what else you had here for the NHL. Yeah, that's pretty much all you got. Yeah, it's just recap mainly the uh, playoffs, and uh, we'll see what happens from there. But uh, I guess it's so, time to move on to uh, – is it time to move on to Z football? Yeah, we have – we got some big news to talk about here in the football world, folks. Yep. Um, uh, Steve, it away, if Robbie. you're here, Steve hasn't had a quarterback reliable like this since the other guy from Green Bay heading over, which once was Brett Favre, who was 15 in years in his career with the Packers, went to the Jets, and 15 years later, Aaron Rodgers, 15 years in his career, is now a New York Jet. And it was only a matter of time when this happened. I was gonna it was mean, we just all knew a matter. It was, it was just a matter of the Packers just saying yes. The Packers yeah. were trying to avoid giving up a first, uh, giving up a first round pick, or actually, correction, getting at least one first round pick. They wanted multiple first round picks. And if I'm the Jets, <laughs> I'm gonna say absolutely fucking not because this yeah. guy probably has one to two years left in his career. And I'm not giving you multiple fucking first round picks because if he doesn't pan out and but so far I, it hasn't really it, worked with, with uh, Zach Wilson, then what the fuck are we thinking here? It could be worth it though. If you're going for a push for a super bowl, which I mean, I, I'm not saying that they have the roster for it, but they, they, they got a roster to compete. You know what I mean? Like with that quarterback adding in Aaron Rodgers, with that defense, well, get Lazar too. They were a quarterback away last year. Garrett Wilson was exceptional. CJ Uzuma was great prior to Brees Hall getting hurt. The running game was very, very good. Defense with uh, Sauce Garner and uh, Quint- Quinton and Quinton Williams and CJ Mosley. They were absolutely incredible. And now let's recap what they got here. The Jets, they swapped first round picks with the Packers. So now they get number 15. The Packers are going to get number 13. And they also got the Packers fifth round pick in Aaron Rodgers. The Packers, the number 13 pick, a second-round pick, a sixth-round pick, all for this year's draft. And next year's could be a first-round pick if Aaron Rodgers plays 65% of the snaps this upcoming football season. If not, a second-round pick. And if you ask me... Which, where he's going to play 65% of the snaps. Right. And if you ask me, 
ESPN here has the Packers getting an A and the Jets getting a C. I say it's a fair BB trade. I think they both I think, came out as I think both here. teams both teams got what they wanted. You know what I mean? It's uh I, I thought it was it might have been a little steep, but I guess compared to what the Packers wanted, it's a pretty good offer. Now, if I'm the Jets, wait and see what's gonna happen. And I have that first round pick, and people are calling about it, and they're saying we want your pick. If you could swap the pick that they have this year and get another pick next year, do it. Like the Jets are basically all set. The Jets line is very good. Makai Becton's got to stay healthy. Uh, Brees Hall looks like he's coming back on track. Looks like he's coming back at a faster pace than they expected. Your receivers between um, now you have Alan Lazard. You have uh, Garrett Wilson. I believe Corey Davis is still on team. I could be wrong about that. And probably getting Randall Cobb in too since Aaron Rodgers heading over there. You're going to have a solid receiver set, and C.J. Uzuma is your tight end still, and the defense is basically lock and loaded. You don't waste the first-round pick on fucking special teams because that's the only yeah. question maybe. You could live with your special teams. So if I'm the Jets, do I really need this first-round pick? I don't think so. Yeah, it's probably not a bad idea to probably sh- uh, start shopping that, which I'm sure they probably happened. Now, uh, it's going to be a big battle in the training camp sack. It's going to be a Huge battle in the starting quarterback. Let's not forget what Zach Wilson said. He's going to make that guy compete with him his life a living hell. Yeah, Zach Wilson, I hate to tell you, buddy, but um, I don't think you're going to be taking the starting job from Aaron Rodgers, especially after what we saw from you last season. Mm-hmm. Just keep titty fucking milfs and just stick what you're good at. That's it, fucking milfs. And there's nothing wrong with that. That is a good thing to be good at. I wish I was good at titty fucking milfs. <laughs> That could be. I haven't had the opportunity to try yet. So yeah, but if there's you're, you're too any busy. milfs, you're too busy titty fucking dilfs. If there's any, you know what? <laughs> I don't know what kind of dads you know, but my dads don't got tits. All right. <laughs> now you're over there sucking on their cocks. Sorry. <laughs> All right, and we are. Yeah, he, he, I, Kevin, I agree with you. I don't think he's there to. He is definitely not there to teach Wilson fuck all. There is no chance. No, this is this especially is after probably hearing those business. fucking those remarks of Wilson. He's probably like, "Fuck this kid! I'm going. Here. I'm going to crush this little pussy." <laughs> Most likely, Most likely, Zach um, Wilson a chance. Another thing too, uh, I don't know if you want to get into it now, but I just want to let you folks know we are going to be doing a bit of a draft ranking sort of thing where we, you know, we're going to be talking about the top prospects, kind of ranking our. Uh, our top quarterbacks coming in this year, wide receivers, you know, the main positions, the, all the all the big fellas. Yep, this was something requested by Kevin. Kev, we got you. But Kev, I could tell you that I was trying to do this all on a piece of paper. I I couldn't. I don't know too much about these guys. However, I'm aware yeah. of most of the people that are coming into this uh, uh excuse me, into this draft. But the one guy that I trust every year as it pertains to what the best players that are available for certain teams is the one and only Mel Kuyper. He definitely, uh, he definitely knows a thing or two about these, uh, these NFL drafts. He's the, he's the Bob McKenzie of the NFL, NFL world. And for those of you who don't know, Bob McKenzie is the legend of the hockey draft rankings. Steve said, I'll be well, using maybe... my friend Google <laughs> for this one. Steve said, well, maybe Zach probably talking about Zach, uh, Zach Wilson, maybe, yeah, Zach will get Rogers some milk pussy, and that'll be what he needs. You know what, Steve? Now we're fucking talking, dude. Now we are talking. Oh god! Thank God, none of my 
all their family listens to this. Thank God. <laughs> oh shit! What a great fucking episode! What a great fucking episode! Eh? All Omar's right, um, let me tell you. Let me tell you what. Yeah, Chris Sims is very good. Mel Kiper, the number one player he has on his draft board. Not saying that he's going to be the first overall pick, but the number one player he has on his draft board is from Georgia. Defensive tackle Jalen Carter. If you watch Jalen Carter in the national championship game or just any point throughout the season, he is a beast. He is a fucking monster. Now, he almost got in a little bit of trouble because he pleaded no contest to a misdemeanor charge of reckless driving and racing from uh, January 15th that killed ah, a former Georgia a teammate. Kid. Well, he killed a former teammate. Okay, I didn't know that part. That part, uh... <laughs> I thought he was just racing. <laughs> okay, well, well. <laughs> See, now well, that is why kid. Well, he perfect example why you should wait for someone to stop talking for you chime in. No back, fucking you know I mean? shit. You called Andrew Wiggins' wife a slut whore bitch. Okay, okay. Why do you got to keep bringing that up? All right, I apologize. Because you don't learn. You don't open your mouth until something is finished. Or I called it's Andrew. I called Andrew. We're fine. All right. Jakey! What up, Jake? What's going on, buddy? We don't got much to talk about your Giants because I don't know what the fuck the Giants are going to be doing. But uh, Mr. Jake, how are you, brother? Welcome. Um, Yeah, so Jalen Carter, uh, he got away with only 12 months of probation, a $1,000 fine, and 80 hours of community service. Um, In other words, money really helps you. Yeah, pretty goddamn lucky if you ask me. I didn't know he was out there just demolishing teammates. I knew he was demolishing players on the field, but I didn't know he was demolishing his own players off the field, you know? <laughs> With his car. <laughs> With his car. Oh, man. That might be a um, skit used for Thursday. That might be a skit used for Thursday. <laughs> who, can I ask you a question? Who does who does Mel Kipler, uh, whatever the Mel Kipler? 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 Kiper. 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 I knew I was going to say that wrong. Who does he have as his uh his top three quarterbacks? Uh, from what it shows here, Bryce Young is number two on his list. Will Levis, 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 who is from Connecticut and played in Kentucky, uh, is his number two, and C.J. Stroud is three. number three. Okay, wow. And Anthony Richardson is number seven. So right now he has Bryce Young at two, outside linebacker from Alabama as well. Will Anderson, Will Levis, C.J. Stroud. Uh, Bijan or Bijan Robinson running back from Texas and Anthony Richardson is seven. Can I tell you something, Zach? I know right. everyone's so big on this dude's potential, Anthony Richardson, but you know who else was really big on potential and never panned out so far? Zach Wilson. Carson Wentz yeah. because eventually he did get injured. Baker Mayfield. I mean, but and he the, was, and he the was on the one, path. And the biggest one that everyone was so, so big about and has been a journeyman since Sam Darnold. He's known as third different fucking team, and he's supposed to be a top 10 quarterback guaranteed. Yeah, that is true. Very young pick. I don't live he's off a... potential. I agree with Mel Kuyper with uh, Bryce Young. I think he's going to be in the starting league. Will Levis, it gives me too much Zach Wilson vibes. C.J. Stroud, you name me a successful quarterback out of the Ohio State. Right now it's Justin Fields, but if you take away his legs, let's see if he can throw the football. I'm just saying. I uh so it, you you yeah those top three that he has those would be your like like if you're looking now we're going ten years down the line mm-hmm. from this draft those the three quarterbacks that are going one two three not in this 
essentially like picks one, two, three, but the quarterback variation one, two, three, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, you think that that's how it's going to be in 10 years from now? Because oh. I'm telling you right now, I don't know why. Yes, I'm Ohio State Buckeyes uh, homer. I just see so much in the CJ Stroud. I'm excited to see what he can do out there. I've been seeing a lot of, now this might get some hate, and I'm pretty sure you're going to laugh at this. I've been seeing a lot of comparison to him and Joe Burrow on the Twitter sphere. That's what I've been seeing. Okay. That's what I've been seeing. Well, I'll tell you what, those people that now, are listening out there must have a good I'll amount tell of you, shrooms. The thing that makes me a little bit worried about him is that score he got on that. What is it? The cognition test they got? No, no. I, I believe if if I could be wrong on this, but I believe the test boils down to like it, it, like your decision making and like super high pressure situations. Like I think it has something to do with that. And a lot of the good quarterbacks, uh, like the Tom Brady's, the like the guys of that level, the Joe Burrows, the Patrick Mahomes, they have scored like insanely high scores on that. Mm-hmm. Um, Bryce Young, I believe. I could be wrong on this. I believe he has the highest score that's ever been scored on that test coming in out of this year. One surprise, Uh And CJ Stroud was awful. <laughs> I just don't know why. I just I got a feel. Ohio State Buckeyes over, I guess, but I'm hopeful. I should say. But uh, I, I like you said we're talking about that Richardson guy. I don't know why. I also see him. I could see that guy just being an absolute stud. He's just a fucking. He's so much bigger than all those guys that you mentioned. So much stronger. It's obviously a, that doesn't transition to being a great quarterback per se, but he's got all the athletic tools to be a fucking machine. Is what I should say. There you go. Um, I understand Jamarcus Russell, obviously Kevin Ryan Leaf dad. I completely get. I was just trying to keep it within like the last few years because I think we all know those guys were some of the biggest busts in NFL history. Ryan Leaf yeah. is probably number one, definitely. Um. Marcus Mariota is probably a bust. He was a starting quarterback, but I mean, when you look at the whole career, he hasn't really done well. Jameis Winston, a bust. Brady Quinn, a bust. RG3, a bust. Can't live off of one good year. Like, they have to have a successful career. Those guys definitely did not. I don't know if I said Brady Quinn. That was a bust. Colt McCoy, journeyman veteran backup. Like, he was supposed to be a great starting quarterback. Never was. A bust. Patrick Mahomes, a bust. See, but it's tough to call Aaron guys Rogers, a bust. It's tough to call them bust when they a guy like Coleman who's been there. Like obviously he's still a backup, but he's he's been there for fucking however many years. You know what I mean? Like uh, Jamarcus Russell, that guy's a bust. In and out of the league in three well, years. I, I don't think he had any ambition to play football. He got his paycheck and he left. Smart man. Could Smart say, man. Could say that. He probably still has his brain today, too. No, I don't know if he has a brain, but <laughs> All right, why don't we go through the rest of some of these guys? Zach, you tell me if you heard them, because I can tell you one thing. I definitely haven't heard them, and I just want to let you know one guy that isn't on this list whatsoever, and he's, like, way down there in the rankings, is the guy who won the national title, Stetson Bennett, the quarterback out of Georgia. Why? Because he's 25 years old. Well, that in the off-field Or 26. He, I know. He's an old-ass man for college sports, but there's that, and because he uh, had a lot of trouble with uh, – some off the field issues. He'll I could see him getting signed. Yeah, to the know, NFL. Well, I don't know. I could see an NFL team maybe taking a swing on him. No, I wouldn't take a swing on him. He wouldn't be worth my fucking while. So after uh Richardson, Mel Kiper from here, it's just primarily defense and linemen, essentially. 
Devin Witherspoon from, I believe, Illinois, cornerback. Uh, Christian Gonzalez, another corner for Oregon. Peter Skrognowski, a guard offensive tackle on Northwestern. Like, you haven't heard any of these fucking guys, right? Because no. I haven't. How about no. Paris Johnson Jr.? No, I'm waiting for the uh, the wide receiver from Ohio State to see where he's going to be going. Offensive tackle, Ohio State, Paris Johnson Jr. Noel okay. Smith, outside linebacker for Georgia. Zay Flowers, who a lot of people were projecting Boston to College. way up. Uh, Mel Kuyper previously had him at 10 before he remade this thing. And now he's at 13. Here's your Ohio State guy, Jackson Smith, Najiba. Yeah. So that, that's why I wanted to ask you because that, that was, in my opinion, who was going to be the the number one receiver taken. But the Zay Flowers kid has been really, uh, really been hearing a lot about this kid lately. Yes. And not to mention, too, um, Smith here uh, had lost the 2022 season, finishing with five catches because of a nagging hamstring injury. So this is going to drop his draft stock. But if you look at the lines with Jameson Williams, you know, it, it, yep. that means nothing. You take a shot on these guys. You know what I mean? That's it. That's it. And that um, that Zay Flowers kid, I think I believe I saw he's looking to become the first uh, Boston College football player to go first uh, in the first round of the NFL draft. Or was Poof it a receiver? I, Maybe it might yeah. have been a receiver. Could have been. Poof and I went to um, Boston College versus UConn, and Boston College is getting shut out defensively. I can't tell you if I saw Zay Flowers catch a ball or not. That was, uh, that was where I met Ploof. Was when I went to uh, Boston College versus Louisville, mm-hmm. the year after Lamar left the team. So I got to see some fucking dustbag quarterback for him. But oh yeah, oh yeah, you thought you were probably gonna see some fucking crazy talent, didn't you? Well, I had no idea who Lamar Jackson was, but I realized a couple years after, I was like, oh son of a bitch, he was at the team the year before. Robinson is at six on Mel Kiper's uh, draft board. Um, after that, you got offensive tackle Broderick Jones from Georgia, Tyree Wilson, defensive end, Texas Tech. Emmanuel Forbes, corner from Mississippi State. Jameer Gibbs, running back from Alabama. Dalton uh, Kinkad. I don't want to say that name. He's a tight end out of Utah. Deontay Banks out of Maryland. Uh, he is a corner. Jordan Addison, wide receiver out of USC. Joy Porter, corner out of Penn State. Will McDonald, the fourth, outside linebacker of Iowa State. I'm done. We're done. We're good. We're good. So basically, a lot of guys, we have no idea who the fuck they are, but the big boys... The big draft names that we want to talk about this year are definitely the quarterbacks. Those are the guys to keep your eye on. It's a very quarterback-heavy draft. We have really four potential studs. Um, going back to that Levis kid or Levi's, whatever the fuck you say his last name, Will. We'll just call him Will. Will the Thrill. Did you see the video of him? I believe it was him. On his knees, um, throwing it like on, fucking... Like 50, 60 yards in the air. That That's good and all, but you know who else had incredible talent like that? Baker Mayfield had an arm like that. Zach Wilson, like, you know, sorry. Doesn't really do much for me. Um, let's look at all these picks that they uh, that are coming out in this year's draft. Now, let's not forget, Miami Dolphins will not have a first-round pick because of the tampering and all that shit. They are not going to have a first-round pick, so the first round is only consists of 31 teams. The number 32 pick will be in the second round, which will probably be Chicago's, I believe. Uh, here we go. First pick of the draft, Carolina Panthers, they're definitely going to take quarterback. 100% going to take quarterback. The Texans, they're not, from what I've been seeing, they're not sold on the quarterbacks after Bryce Young. And if I'm not mistaken, Caleb Williams will be available in next year's draft. So if they do end up getting the first pick, that's probably who they're going to select. And not to mention, too, I know everybody's going to be like, well, they shouldn't have won that week 18 game. Of course they shouldn't have. However, Lovey Smith knew he was out the door. So he said, all right, I'm out of here. I'm going to fuck you guys. Fuck you. They won. Love that attitude. Hell yeah. So the Texans got two. Arizona's got three. 
they're not going to take a quarterback. I wouldn't be surprised if they move down in the draft to get some more picks. Uh, Indy's at four. Indy's going to select the quarterback, whether it's yeah. Stroud, whether it's Richardson, whether it's from Levis. what I haven't seen that that Levi's kid or Levis, whatever the hell his name is. It sounds like I he would. He he's been, definitely he's he looks like a cool quarterback, doesn't he? He's pretty much been penciled into that roster. Because let's I've talk about every seen. fucking quarterback, with the exception of Jacoby Brissett, tall, big white, white fucker, and strong. Yes, yeah. <laughs> big yes. white so, bastard. It's like it's like it was meant to be. Um, <laughs> yeah. Seattle. Let's not forget they have Denver's pick when the Russell Wilson trade. I don't know what Seattle's going to do. This this is one that I'm not too sure of. If I had to guess that they're going to keep the first-round pick, they got everything they basically need offensively. They need some shit on defense. Yeah. They'll probably select a corner. They haven't had a good corner. Well, no, but so if there's still, like, if uh, like if you have a Richardson or someone available like that, do you maybe look at maybe getting a quarterback for the future, or do you ride Geno Smith out for – well, you, you signed Geno for three years, over 30 mil. You, you must have some sort of faith in him. Exactly, have faith in him, but I mean, how to write it out? Because if anything, you have a young guy that's backing him up. The same situation that Gino was in with Russell Wilson. Obviously, Gino was nothing close to Russell Wilson, but Gino can guide the kid to make him understand what he had to go through to make him replace Gino if the time comes, and that's Mister Drew Lock. I just realized I left those beers in the freezer. Give me two seconds here. You, you crazy bastard! Who the fuck puts beer in their fucking freezer? Only this fucking idiot would do so. This guy's going to sprint out. Um, all right. Well, we're going to continue without Zachary here. Son of a bitch left his beer in the freezer. What a dumbass. All right. Number six is the Detroit Lions off of the trade with the Matthew Stafford. They have the Rams first round pick. Detroit Lions at six. They, they're going to select defense. They're 100% going to select some defense. I believe they trade Jeff Okuda away. So they're going to get some yes. to. Uh, yes, they did. So they're going to do something to help out Mr. Aiden Hutchinson. I'll tell you what. If they you traded him away Hutchinson, for like a – But It was like they, they drafted him third overall and then traded him two years later for like a third round pick. Um, If he's available, which I'm sure they're hoping that he is, Jalen Carter. You have him and Aiden Hutchinson on the same line, that's that's a fucking problem. That's pretty lethal. Feel some pressure. That's the direction I would go. Vegas? Vegas is definitely going to go quarterback here. Vegas is definitely going quarterback. I think it's going to end up being uh, Richardson, if not Stroud. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo is not your quarterback of the future, and Jimmy Garoppolo is always hurt. You need to get a young guy right away. Atlanta, they're going to take what's ever left. They're going to take what's ever left. Yep. Uh, Kevin's asking what you think uh, New England's going to do. Um, What's the route there? Go well, well, First of all, what pick do they have? Uh, 14. 14th, okay. 14. Um, so you're probably not looking at one of the quarterbacks, which no, I guess you're going to need. You got Mac no, Jones. Yeah, Mac. And Zappy. I mean, Zappy did pretty well. well. I think maybe if Zay Flowers is there, maybe they, they pull the trigger, but I doubt it. If anything, I see them picking that dude out of Northwestern that I mentioned. Because that's what Bill Belichick does. I was going to say, you mentioned like a fuck ton of names, so. Yeah, there's just like I'm just going to guess it's a big defensive fella. Offensive tackle. Yeah, there you go. Okay, well. It's it's offensive fella. Yeah, something like Belichick pick. If they I, know, should, I, think a, I think a receiver would be would be a good pick for you guys. Well, here's the thing with the receivers now. You're Brian Juju. You still have Kendrick Bourne. Tyquan Thornton. The one thing that this Patriots team has for receivers, which I haven't seen, I think, since being a fan, lethal speed. Kendrick Bourne can make 
can get yards after the catch. Juju, I think, was top five in that category last year. And Tyquan Thornton ran a 4.2, I think, one 40-yard dash. So the speed is there. And the reason why they brought in Mike Gusecki, extra blocking, also has good hands and a red zone threat, both him and Hunter Henry. I don't know. But um, what the Patriots are going to probably try to do this year with the AFC East now getting Aaron Rodgers is find a way to control the clock. So if anything, the route I would like for them to go for is defense, especially now Devin McCourty retiring. There's a big gap, big gap in safety, big gap. Well, we'll have to see the uh, the route they take. That draft is what this Thursday. Yes, sir. You're missing uh, the Leafs and the draft. The Leafs. I was even. I was just thinking about. It. I'm really not going to miss that much of the Leafs. Again, this I just won't be able to watch it with my buds, which is kind of shit. But yeah, I'll still be able fair. to. Uh, I'll still be able to catch the game majority of it, anyways. The Bears have the ninth pick after trading back. Uh, I don't think they're going to draft a receiver because they have DJ Moore, Chase Claypool. Darnell Mooney. I don't think they're going to be drafting. Uh, they should be drafting linemen. They should. Be I was going to say linemen. they could. They could get our buddy Justin some help. Is yeah. what they could get. Philly. Philly's going to probably go defense. Tennessee. Tennessee's probably hoping that there's going to be quarterback left over because I don't know how much longer they're going to hold on to Tannehill and Malik Willis isn't the answer. Or maybe they. What's going to tell us about Tennessee? It could happen before the draft. It could happen during the draft. If they're trading Derrick Henry, they're tanking. They're yeah, tanking. they'll be taken. Which, by what from what I've seen, it looks like Derrick Henry might uh, might actually be getting moved. Yeah, I didn't believe he's in the last year of his four year, fifty million dollar contract. Last year, fuck yeah, I'd take him in a heartbeat. He's up for a big raise, a big raise. Nah, I don't think so. Running backs don't get raises like that anymore, my friend. Uh, someone will pay some money for. It. I'd give fucking Derrick Henry some cash. I give him. I, I, I give him thirteen mil a year after this year, depending on the injury. Uh, and then he got Philly at 10. Um, from the rest of the way down, most notable, <coughs> what the fuck is Cleveland? We don't have a first-round pick. <laughs> we have Deshaun Watson, baby. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. You know what he is. Don't say it, Dad. You're fucking shitty Patriots. Wish it. you had Deshaun Watson. Dad, you're right. They did underutilize uh, Kendrick Bourne last year because Matt Patricia was the offensive coordinator. And Thornton is definitely a burner, Kevin. Then bringing in Bill O'Brien, things are going to change. I'm not saying this Patriots team is going to be a playoff team. I'm not going to say they're the best offense in football. But they're not going to give you cancer in your eyeballs watching that offense this year. There you go. No one um, wants the old eyeball cancer. I guess that's it for uh, football here, bud. Yeah, I guess that uh, uh, if you're excited for the NFL draft, Throw it down to the other. Uh, I know Kevin's section. excited. I know Kevin's excited. Kevin, I'll be honest. You're a Bills fan. What are you looking for, Dad? Your Cowboys. What are you looking for? I think that's why Dad was asking about Robinson because with the absence of Zeke, maybe he wants to see a Tony Pollard Robinson one two duo. But I doubt it. Where's Dallas's pick? Dallas's pick. Dallas has the twenty sixth pick. Yeah, I don't think they're going to get Robinson. I, I'm just going to list out the teams ahead and that will probably end up with Robinson. Philly. If they don't end up with Derrick Henry, uh, Washington, I could see them trying to do that in a Robinson, you know, both Robinsons, a combo there. Um, Seattle, Chargers with whatever's going on with Austin Eckler, which, by the way, let's not forget Austin Eckler did request a trade, and who, who the hell knows what's going on with that. And uh, Minnesota, because there was talks about them moving on from Dalvin Cook, 
I don't think the Cowboys are getting Robinson. I would say there's a zero percent chance. He was right. <laughs> Dad goes R word. <laughs> okay, Bob. That's okay, Bob. That's okay. That's okay. Well, you're not going to get Robinson, Bob, but uh, you might have to pick up some sort of other running back at twenty twenty sixth. Yeah, we can uh, we can move on from. Um, from the football world, let's let's talk about some NBA basketball, baby. I I, I feel it. like you wanna, I, don't I want feel it. like you wanna blow some steam off your chest after it. back, a two back sweepers for the Brooklyn Nets. I don't want um, zero and eight. The last two years in the playoffs, it's been a tough road uh, this year. I mean, good for them even making the playoffs after the blow up they had, losing Kyrie, losing Kevin Durant. Uh, it, it's, I mean, you called it, Robbie. I believe you actually did call them getting swept, and I thought you were just being a homer, trying to do the old reverse jinx. But you were right. You were right. Uh, you guys did not stand a chance, even without Joel Embiid. Unfortunately, the 76ers took you down. Now, Robbie, your thoughts on Joel Embiid? Um, Joel Embiid is a big fat smelly bitch he is the biggest bitch I've ever seen and I'll tell you what Zachary I'll tell you what I I don't ever want to see anyone get hurt Uh, hold on sorry Uh, no Kev I'm not drinking Bud Light I'm drinking Bush Light however I forgot to even mention this. Robbie is drinking Bud Light. Where? I don't see a Bud Light logo. Where? Yeah, pull up, pull pull that fucking koozie down. It even has Dylan Mulvaney's face on it, with her lady dick just there, flopping all no, over the place. No, this is a uh, this is Outdoor Channel, Kim Fletch, best beer. Anyways, um, <laughs> like I said, I don't wish injury upon players. I don't like to see anybody get hurt. God forbid there's anybody who deserves to get hurt. It's this fucking asshole for throwing his 290-pound body around. This dude, honestly, I, I'm not even trying to point out specifically because Joel B, because I felt this way last year with Marcus Smart. The flopping, the fine of $25,000 when, like, the average salary in the NBA is $10 million is fucking pocket change. Yeah, give At these guys, point, like, a million-dollar fine for this bullshit because this flopping really shit should. is, this out, is out of This is fucking bullshit. Hands. This dude, Royce O'Neal, Zach, Royce O'Neal went like that. And oh, what's that? What's, that? What, what, what's in your hand there? Ah! <laughs> oh, Bud Light. Bud Light. <laughs> Fucking gay. Fucking I bought gay. this before they went homo. I bought this. Before, and there's nothing wrong with gay. So there's nothing wrong with gay. But that's super fucking homo. gay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Bob, you're right. Maybe Embiid is gay. Just like <laughs> Robbie drinking Bud Lights. Oh, by the way. Oh, we <laughs> have a goal for the New York Islanders. What by the way, in case you didn't know, Joel Embiid and James Harden love cock. Okay, well, you know what, Cave? This is getting out of hand here. No, no, because Joel Embiid gets flops, fucking flops. Claxton had to catch a horrible LU pass, I think, from Spencer Dinwiddie. Landed awkwardly. Juwambi is right there. So, yeah, fucking step over him. So, what does he do? He tries to kick him in the cock. Cock lover. 
And then James Harden fucking elbows Royce O'Neal in the cock. They're a bunch of cock grabbers. Wouldn't that mean they hate cock if they're trying to? If they're trying to? No, it means that they're magnet magnetized to it, so they're just trying to. Okay, well there we go. All right, and we're gonna move on from this um, cock debate, and we're gonna hold talk on. about some basketball on, for a little. On. Okay, no, we're still gonna talk about the Nets. We're just gonna bring it back to playing basketball. Okay. So what do you think, Robbie? I want to hear your thoughts and your feelings about this. Um, uh, this Nets this, defense this was exit. incredible. The MVP of that series was Tyrese Maxey. He absolutely balled out and probably earned himself a max contract at the end of the season because I believe he's uh, due for uh, resigning. Also, Definitely a pivotal work. piece of my fantasy basketball championship winning team. Defensively, the Nets held Joel Embiid to 13 points below his normal average of, I think it was 30. They held him to 17 a game. Claxton did a great job. The double team worked out well, but everyone else around them helped out when needed. On offense, there was a there was nothing. Bridges was bad all series long. Dinwiddie was bad all series long. Claxing didn't get enough touches, but he did primarily very well, but that's just because he's an inside scorer. They didn't use enough of Seth Curry. They barely played Cam Thomas, who has, I think, three or four games of 40 points in a game this season. Um, and He's pulling something out here. Joe Harris signed Joe Harris card. Oh, and it just gets thrown back. You $20 million to shoot 8% from three when you're supposed to be a three point sniper. Uh, again, folks, I apologize for the AirPod listeners. Uh, as you can see, my co-host here is just trying to blow off some steam. He's drinking a little butt. He's actually, I guess you can say not drinking. He's sucking back a little Bud Light. And he's just trying to blow some steam off tonight, folks, you know? I didn't know he was shooting 8% from three. Now, Robbie, um, I'm going to be totally honest with you. You throw me into a basketball game, I could probably shoot 8% from three. Me too. Zach. This is why the Brooklyn Nets will be forever cursed. And you know what? I called Joe Sign. I called the motherfuckers again. I called him for like the fourth time this year. Okay. He's never going to return to call him. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't give a fuck. Fuck him. If I ever see him in Yale, if I ever see him in New Haven because he he loves Yale lacrosse, I'm going to smack the fucking eyes off of him. Zachary. Wow. You had Kevin Durant. Kyrie Irving, things were meshing well. The team was collectively together. You went on an 18 win, two loss from November to January. The contract offer that you gave Kyrie Irving had like seven different exceptions when this dude was playing every game to show you that he was all in this year. You knew, you knew that if you traded Kyrie, Katie was out the door as well. You did it. You trade Kyrie. Katie left. The Nets were a four seed. They finished at a six. They finished below 500 after that. After that trade, 11 and 13. Yeah. Not a good, not a good finish. Zach. Said it before, I'll say it again. I will never see a championship with the Brooklyn Nets. They will be the Chicago Cubs. Of the NBA or even the Boston Red Sox, it'll take or the eighty-six Toronto years. Leafs, it'll take them eighty-six years. No, because this is our year. It's going to take them eighty-six years. 
or it's going to take them 110 years. That's the problem with this organization. And not for nothing, Zach, this dude said, I'd rather see a team out there that tries really hard and loses than a team so skilled with trying to boss their way around. And what's the problem? You you gave him that leverage. And, and you listen to the media. You listen to the fucking uh, media. That's your problem. You didn't stick by your fucking guns. And, and here's the other thing that kills me. After he fired Steve Nash, he gave Jock Vaughn an extension. Ime Adoka was available, and you backed out of him because a little high Kyrie thing in the media. You didn't want to deal with that. You backed out Ime Adoka. I was in Houston. We'll get to that. Nick Nurse, coach of the year, fired. Could have been the head yeah. coach. Stuck with Jack Vaughn. Yeah, it's been a... Uh... <laughs> been a lot of shitty decisions from the shitty Brooklyn Nets and uh, Robbie you know what I believe you might be right I, I don't know if that team they you, you, when you got Harden Durant Kyrie Irving I think everyone's looking at this could be multiple multiple championships I got a better one for you Dr. J Julia Serving ends up leaving Buck Williams ends up leaving Bernard King ends up going to New York Drazan Petrovich Dies in car accident. Nice. Oh, Jason Kidd, gone. Vince Carter, gone. Kenyon Martin, gone. Brooke Lopez, gone. Darren Williams, gone. Joe Johnson, gone. Did I say Brooke Lopez? Gone. Yes, you did. D'Angelo Russell, gone. Jared, Jared Allen. Allen, gone. Karis LeVert, gone. Kevin Durant, gone. Kyrie, gone. James Harden, gone. They can't keep a guy to save their lives. Well, I mean, half the guys you mentioned have been retired for the last 15 years, so they'd be tough guys to keep. But I, I see, years left I see your point. With Dallas. I see your Carter point. still had years left and came close to championships. Kevin Durant's probably going to win a championship. Yeah, it's been uh, – so as you guys can tell, it's, it's been a rough week for uh, for my pal Robbie over here. Um, see, that's the thing with me is I knew that my team sucked massive amount of balls like i knew the rappers weren't gonna do shit so i i had just i had built myself i not even really built myself up i just wasn't even disappointed because i had set the bar so low and i, I believe our friend robbie could learn a lesson from this that uh he's got to drop his bar down right to the flow you know robbie let's let's get you let's get you in a more happy spot okay let's get you in a more happy spot Let's talk about the Miami Heat and the Brooklyn and the uh oh, Jesus Christ. Let's talk about the Miami Heat and the Milwaukee Bucks. I'll start us off. Um Milwaukee has dealt with some injury problems. Giannis Antetokounmpo has uh he's missed one game for sure. I don't know if he's missed two, but I know he's missed one for sure. Uh and right now Miami kind of surprising a lot of people. Robbie is losing it on his bed right now. Miami kind of surprising a lot of people up 3-1 after taking a pivotal game four, completely riding on the shoulders of playoff Jimmy Butler. I don't know if you heard that, Robbie. I was just talking about how Jimmy Butler went off uh, last night or yesterday. I got a nice ass. Yeah, he did. Jesus Christ. Uh, he did, Zach, and I remember uh, watching that gonna, game, peeking through, 
he had 22 points in the first quarter by himself. Did you know that? I did know that. I did know that. Did you know um, uh, he had, I think, 56 to finish the game? He did have 56, and uh, Giannis did, in fact, play yesterday, so I just wanted to make sure about that. And Jimmy Butler finished. the score was for the Milwaukee Bucks? I did not know who was it. Former Netbrook Lopez. Oh, there you go. You go. Yeah, everyone leaves. They just excel. No one wants to play for Brooklyn. But uh, Jimmy Butler's final stat line finishes with fifty-six points, nine rebounds, and two assists. Fifty-six points in the playoffs. That's fucking ridiculous. That's impressive. Can Miami continue to go like this? Do you think they're going to actually close out the Milwaukee Bucks? It's over. The Milwaukee Bucks will be eliminated. And let me tell you, son, Zach, the year the Milwaukee Bucks won the championship was the year of being so fucking lucky the whole way through. Let me look back at it. Explain. Well, do you think the Milwaukee Bucks were going to win with Kyrie, Kevin Durant, and James Harden healthy? Because they were getting smacked. James Harden pulls his hammy. He eventually came back to play in the series, but we all knew that he wasn't the same James Harden. Giannis undercuts Kyrie Irving, fucks up his ankle, ends Kyrie. Kevin Durant. Good play. You're such a fucking scumbag. You are the biggest piece of shit that this planet has ever fucking fucking brought. Pussy Kyrie Irving, I hate that guy. Why don't you take that fucking pussy fake excuse of a beard and shove it up your ass? (laughs) You fucking bitch. I can grow a beard. Yeah, merge. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna grow my fucking tongue in your mom's fucking pussy. How about that? Oh yeah, okay. You know what? I'm not gonna bring up that beautiful angel Janice ears up there. No, oh really? Did you hear I'm any not... of that? Did you hear that? <laughs> yeah, I heard every bit oh, of it. You fucking be, idiot! It's supposed to be fucking muted. <laughs> <laughs> you stupid fuck. <laughs> she was supposed to be muted. I'm gonna lick it your mom's work. asshole now. How does that sound? <laughs> Uh, D, by the way, you're a very nice woman. Uh, I am. I'm I meant every word I said, Janice. <laughs> he started it. Damn, oh, fucking God. idiot. Wait, Anyways. Does this work? Can you still fucking hear me? I can hear you. I don't know if the podcast can hear you, but they definitely heard what I said. Is this like fucking clear as hell? Is it like muffled? No, I can hear you clear as day. Wow. Clear as day. How about how about me? Yeah, I can hear me clear today. This shit's fucking broken. Fucking piece of shit. Fucking bored. Fucking scumbag. Next time I'm just gonna go like this. Bob, this is your son now. that you raised. This is the son that you raised, Bob. What do the Cleveland Browns and Brooklyn Nets have in common? They cannot win. Well, Bob, we'll have to see this year. Uh, oh yeah. Well, Browns I can tell you one thing. At least Zach and I have seen championships in the 21st century. Go Raptors, baby. You don't count as a Yankees fan because you say baseball season doesn't start in July, so go fuck yourself. Ooh, Bob. Ooh. Talk shit and I don't want to hear no bullshit. You're a buddy. fucking Knicks fan. You're a fucking Cowboys fan. What do they have in common? <laughs> yeah. I mean, Bob, I feel like you got no leverage in this one, Bob. You got no leverage in this one. Um, but I guess we can move on to another series here. Um, we could talk about the Atlanta Hawks and the Boston Celtics. Not really much to say. It's kind of been all Boston. 
What, what on earth are you looking at right now? Seven emergency vehicles passed by my house. I was afraid that someone called the cops. Yeah, yeah they probably think someone's getting fucking. Joke. They probably think someone's getting strangled and murdered by all the screaming you've been doing. Don't worry. Give it a couple more weeks. There really no more screaming. Uh, what are your thoughts on Boston and um, and Atlanta? Uh, no Dejounte Murray tonight, so it's over. Yeah, that was a really stupid fucking thing he did. I don't know what like on earth are you trying to go up and get in the ref's face like that at the end of the game after you've already lost. The guy's not gonna go back and change his mind. No, I understand no. you're frustrated. You want to say your piece, but you gotta know. You gotta have a stronger mental game than that, and know the time and place. Correct. Correct. Um, yeah, so that's over, and the offseason for the Hawks is going to be interesting because I think Trey is going to be out of there. Yep, I, it's, from what I'm seeing, it looks like uh, he might not be an Atlanta Hawk next year. He's not going to be like, I know everybody's, here's the thing, every upcoming offseason, every big name is automatically going to the Lakers. Every fucking year. That's all, oh, they're going to Lakers, Lakers, Lakers. No, they're not going to the fucking Lakers, every single one of them. Lakers are probably going to stick with D'Angelo Russell because he's going to be cheaper. I don't think he's going to be a Laker. And Where's he going to go? I, I don't know where he's going to go, but he's not going to be a Laker. Miami will be an interesting one because they can use a point guard, although it takes away from Jimmy Butler because you got to understand he's got to have the ball in his hand at all times. He can end up there. For fuck's sakes, he probably could end up in Brooklyn because Brooklyn's talking about going over $100 million in the cap space. There's potential there. He won't end up a Nick. He could potentially go to the Celtics. Um, I hope to fucking God he doesn't go to the Celtics. Chicago's another place he can end up going to. That one probably fits the most, uh, determining what's going on with uh, Lonzo Ball. Denver, I don't know, but he's not going to be a Laker. I'm willing to fucking put that. He won't be a Laker, and and he won't be a Hawk. Is that what we're pretty confident saying? Yes. All right, well, this is going to be an interesting offseason for the Atlanta Hawks. Hawks. Moving on to uh, round out the Eastern Conference. Go Celtics for when they face the Sixers. Cleveland Cavaliers, New York Knicks. I know you were just tripping Bob. Knicks shocker. are 3-1. Major, 3-1 for major the Knicks. Huge shocker. shocker. I thought they were going to get fucked by Cleveland, but they are showing that they got some heart. Someone on ESPN said it best. The Cavs have too many guys that need the ball. Too many. Karis LeVert, Darius Garland, Donovan Mitchell, Evan Mobley, Isaac Okoro with a hint of Jared Allen. Too many guys. The thing that you see from a lot of these good teams, like the Celtics, two primarily guys need the ball. Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum. The Bucks, Giannis, <coughs> Chris Middleton, Andrew Holiday could fit in when needed. Um, the Lakers, LeBron and Anthony Davis. The Clippers, Paul George, Russ, and Kawhi when Kawhi's playing. Um, Suns, KD and Devin Booker, the only ones that need really to touch the ball. That's what makes these great teams. When you have too many guys that need to touch the ball, it becomes a problem. Yep. Too many and hands in the basket. I anticipate the Cavs. Karis LeVert won't be back. They'll get rid of Karis LeVert. I anticipate maybe they decide to go without either Jared Allen or Evan, Evan Mobley. My guess is Jared Allen because Evan Mobley's younger and I'm cheaper yep. contract. Jared Allen will probably get dished out somewhere. No, I'm not going to be homer so he's going to come back to Brooklyn. Not going to happen. Bring him to Toronto. There is a chance he can go to Toronto. There is, and that'd be a very, very good pickup for be a guy the we Raptors. need. Correct. Um, Heard up, hurdle, and yeah, but you got to give credit to the Knicks. Um, Jay Brunson has balled balled out. Uh, RJ Barrett had a great game, and I guess I didn't know this. He's dealing with a leg injury, so when Knicks fans are like shitting on him, this is why New York is always going to be New York. 
you know, the guy's injured, giving his all, but you're still shitting on him. Assholes. And Classic dicks. Got to give credit to Tom Thibodeau for sending out Julius Randle in the fourth quarter of game four because the other guys were playing a lot better. Big, big yep. risk, and it paid off. Yeah, no, I agree with you on that one. It's uh, it's definitely been a surprising series for me. Uh, I just wanted to just inform. I don't know if you heard what I said, but uh, the Carolina Hurricanes have just tied the game up one one. Not surprised. Um, and Josh <laughs> Hart's been one of the best role players in this playoff series. Yeah, I hope the Knicks can take him down. You know, I, I, I know I want Cleveland to win, but fuck the Knicks. I, I don't have anything. I don't have anything uh, against the New York Knicks. I do. Obviously, you uh, you got you and Bob going head to head. Besides him, fuck. Uh, but let's um let's slap this puppy over to the west, because I would like to talk to you about the Sacramento Kings and Golden State Warriors. Now we had that news come out about De'Aaron Fox. He said he ain't missing nothing. He's playing. You so he is fractured finger. He's going to be playing through, which means we can assume he ain't going to be the dominant Derek Fox, De'Aaron Fox that we are. Derek Fox. Just seeing. No, but I mean, uh, it's not like he's going to miss every jump shot. Remember, Kobe Bryant played with fractured finger and pinky, and they won NBA championship. So, well, I mean, Fox has a long way to go before I start throwing him up there with Kobe Bryant. Now, I understand what you're saying, but thank you. We're talking about a fucking, we're talking about a different human. Oh, sorry, false alarm, false alarm. No goal in Carolina. We have an offside on the review. No goal in Carolina. One nothing Islanders still. Thank you. That's what I'm here for. That is what I'm here for. Hockey and analyst. Good at hockey, good at anal. Well, Giving, not receiving. Bing, bang, boom. <laughs> you said an analyst, so I had to uh, just go off what you said. Um, I think after these last two games, and with Fox being you know, well, not being out, but not being 100%, I'm going to have to now give the edge to Golden State. Sacramento was really surprising me in these first two games. I was not really surprising because they are a hell of a team, but I just kind of thought with the experience still kind of with that same core group of players in Golden State uh, that they were going to get the job done. Yeah. But does Jordan Poole suck at basketball? Ever since his contract, he hasn't been the same Jordan like, Poole. Yeah, what's going on? He signed that big I don't know. And just it, said, it's been like right, that all sick. season long. I don't know. It's been like that all season long. I think uh, – I think there's a, re- a reason why Draymond smacked the fuck out of them at practice. The kid must have a uh, fucking arrogant attitude problem. He didn't make it. We he won Draymond a championship, does. but, well, Draymond's also a damn good leader. Like, yeah, he's got an attitude, but, like, when it's time to take care of business, he's all about business. That is very true. So you think, then, uh, you think, you think Golden State's going to get this done? Or you think? Uh... Yeah, I, I think Warriors in seven. Warriors in seven. Um, another series we can talk about just very briefly because I believe it's done tonight, and that's the Denver Nuggets and Minnesota Timberwolves. It's over. Denver comes in tonight up 3-1, 9.5-point favorite. Ooh, and I believe that uh, this series is done tonight. Minnesota's run was good. They got some changes that got to be made, too. I, I, I still just go back to last season. I just I don't understand the Rudy Gobert trade at all. No, not at all. It just not doesn't make all. any sense to me whatsoever, but... Clearly now they're seeing it didn't work. Yeah. Like you have Carl Anthony Towns. Why are you going to bring in a guy like Rudy? I don't Gobert? know, but you know what? I, I wouldn't be surprised if this offseason Carl Anthony Towns gets to trade. <clears throat> yeah, because it kind of just shows you really don't have any belief in him. 
essentially. Be your, to no be your number to one that. big man. You, you didn't need to do that trade at all. Uh, another series talking about in the West, Phoenix Suns versus LA Clippers. This was a, was a good one until Kawhi Leonard went down. And then now it's just the floodgates have been open for Phoenix. Well, they're putting it down as an injury, but I'm sure you've heard the news in case you haven't heard the news. His sister is going to prison for life for murdering yep. a lady at a casino. So they're marking it down as an injury. But after hearing that, I mean, can you blame the guy? Well, that's the thing, though, is like not I, honestly, I don't understand why you would misplay for that, because he had to have known this was going to happen for a lot. Like, it's not like you you kill somebody on a Tuesday and you get thrown in jail on a Thursday. If if one of my brothers or my sister ever had the same crime, even though like I can't anticipate it, it's still gonna fuck with my head. It's like it's like you know when you have a family member or friend that's going through a rough patch and they're probably not gonna make it, but like you know it, but like you still need a couple days to recoup. I don't know how yeah, long I guess it's gonna it makes recoup, sense. You know, I don't know. It's, it's... one thing for that's... certain: he he doesn't have. I'm sorry, he really doesn't have anything to prove. He has two titles, two finals MVPs. Yeah. And the Clippers were stupid. Like, like everyone shits on Kyrie for the way that he handled with the Brooklyn Nets, but yet crickets for Kawhi Leonard and the Clippers because Kawhi has two rings. Kawhi's done the Clippers dirty. He's done them very, very dirty. If I'm the Clippers, if I if I have to fucking choose between him or Paul, I'm choosing Paul George. I know Paul George gets hurt. Paul George will come back and play when I need him or play through the pain when I need him. I'm taking Kawhi Leonard. Well, you have bias. Yeah, so I think Phoenix Suns, they have that game tonight. I also believe that series is going to be over tonight as well. Um, I don't really know if we should call it like a surprising series uh, per se, but the uh, Lakers have a 3-1 stranglehold in the Memphis Grizzlies right now. Dylan Brooks fucked the fucking Grizzlies. He First of all, can I, fucked them big time. I got something to say about this Dylan Brooks fella here. Sure. Okay. If you're going to sit there and you're going to walk this walk and you're going to talk the talk and you're going to talk all this shit. You don't be a fucking pussy and say no to media after Twice. the game. Twice. You don't be a little bitch and not face the fucking music for all the shit that you've been talking. If you want to if you want to play this role as the villain, which I don't really have a problem with that because I even I look at a guy like I it kind of reminds me like a Colby Covington almost. I was not that bad, but from what I've heard that guy's a great guy, an absolute great guy out of this persona. The second the cameras come on, it's fucking snap on this guy. So you want to play that role, you go right ahead. It's proven to be, it's proven to work. I mean, you get under guy's skin, you're a piece of shit. You don't get under LeBron. Not LeBron James. First of all, you don't, you not even get under, you don't fire LeBron James up. Like what on God's green earth are you trying to do right now? You do not go at him in the fucking media. Saying that he's old and you're not scared of LeBron anymore. Are you? I would be scared of LeBron if he was 87 years fucking old, dribbling a goddamn basketball. I'd still be scared of that man. We're talking about the greatest of all time. You watch your fucking manners. No, we're not. We're talking about the greatest of the last 20 years. Thank you. Now that's a guarantee. That is. But yeah, um, I would say Dylan Brooks. He really uh, he put some bad juju on this team. With those absolute just ridiculous remarks about LeBron, LeBron James. I'm trying to find what LeBron said because it was all over TikTok. Um, what he put out there, 
He's basically telling Dylan Brooks, you need to watch your mouth. You need to watch who you're talking about and who you're talking to because you're just causing problems for your team. You don't know me. You don't know anything about me. And after that, you just see him run away and fucking throw down a dunk, like, aggressively in pregame warmups. And you know what? That, that's good for LeBron for doing that because he probably looks at Dylan Brooks. like he's Not to say he's a young guy, but he's on the younger side of things. Right? He's, he's like, what, fucking mid-20s, that guy? Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's... Obviously, the guy's probably trying to make a name for himself. He just obviously doesn't have the fucking skill level as a LeBron James or someone of that caliber player. Even He's not even a top five player in his team. Exactly. So, I mean, he's trying to make a name for himself, but. You have Jai, you have Desmond Bain. You Wait, have. Can you just show the camera that beer quick before you put it in there? Just, just, yeah, sure. just show him. Sure. Such a loser. Um, you have Ja. You have Desmond Bain. You have Jaron Jackson. You got Steven Adams. I can argue Tyus Jones is better than him. <coughs> yeah. Dylan Brooks, not a fan of him. Not a fan of him. Too much uh, talking. Not enough fucking walking. Um, that, um... I had the Lickers in seven, but Jared. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. I had the Lakers winning this series. You said Memphis in seven. No, I said Lakers in seven. I know for well, I'm going to go back and listen to it. I'm Good. Go and when, back. And when you're wrong, you said Memphis. And when you're wrong, you're going to say you're going to say I was wrong. Robbie was right. Oh, I'm not going to say that. You know what? You keep talking right now. I'm going to go back right fucking now, live on the podcast. Oh, really? Uh, like well, going off more. We <laughs> yeah, kinda... that's going to be a long time to find. It's going to be a lot of dead air. Oh no, no. Oh really? Look, I'm still going to be talking while I do this. Oh, okay. Well, but, how are you uh, going to bring up our next topics and do that at the same time? I'm going to bring this up right now. Oh, really? Houston Rockets have a new uh, have a new head coach hire. The former coach of the year, and I think, uh, was it sexual allegations? I believe it was yeah, sexual well, allegations. He, he had consensual sexual intercourse with a lady in the organization. He got fired. And cheating on his wife. Well, suspended. Who, for the year. who gives a fuck? You're going to fire a man because he had consensual sex? Are you sure uh, he wasn't like Deshaun Watson? He was a... Don't you got him say? <laughs> uh, yeah, so um, the Rockets have a young upcoming team, but the head coach wasn't filming at all. Uh, this head coach filled in uh, for, I think it was Mike D'Antoni at the time. And he had James Harden to begin with John Wall, with DeMarcus Cousins, with Christian Wood. And he, I don't think he was ever really meant for the job. And I think they tried doing a nice little sob story with him. Uh, oh, I was crying because I can't connect these guys. <laughs> huh. you, you think I feel sympathy for you? You're supposed to be nope. an NBA fucking head coach. You're supposed to lay the law down. If you can't lay the law down, if you can't get these guys to go, then you're not in the right profession. You're better off as an assistant or or fucking AAU. You got that right, sister. So Ime coming in is going to give him a. We saw we saw what he that, gave the Celtics in year fucking one. I'm that, not saying that the Rockets are going to be you know title contenders, but they could potentially make some noise from the play in. That's a guy that I really was hoping the Raptors were going to go after. And that's who I was hoping we were going to go after. Uh, where, so can I ask you actually just going away from the playoffs, where do you see the Raptors kind of going with their with their coaching pick? Like who's who are the available names to get excited about? I, I see him do some where it's like within the organization or assistant coach. They're not gonna get Kenny Atkinson. Emi Adoku is gone. 
uh, Steve Nash. <laughs> By the way, I found it. Oh, really? Yes. I said, I, by the way, I took the Lakers in five is what I said. I took the Lakers in seven. I know for a fact I did. Because my ID was like, let's go. We're just waiting on the uh, moment where Zachary says, Robbie was right and I was wrong. Well, you just keep blabbing on this fucking one here. You're goddamn right. I had to uh, make it, you know, intense. I had to uh, buy you in. The anticipation was building. And I said, the winner of the series is Lakers. I feel like seven. you're getting to your answer right now. You do a lot of blabbing sometimes. Let me tell you. Wow. <laughs> Where is it? Okay. You said Lakers in seven. Right. Okay, go ahead. Say it. Say it. No, say I thought, it. Uh, well, I'm going to be right because I said Lakers are five and they're going to win tonight. I don't give so. a fuck. I said Lakers in seven. So you said I didn't pick the Lakers. So I still well, then I, I I take back what I said. And who was right? You were right. And who was wrong? You. I was wrong, but you're still gay. And oh, let's move on. Zach. To, uh, I think that that's it for uh for our NBA news. It's not true, folks. I'm not gay. To uh, to talk about here. Unless unless you're talking about happy, I'm I'm a very happy person. We have a little bit of MLB to discuss, and then uh, I believe we'll be sending you folks along your way. Correct. Um, why don't you talk about the first thing that's out there? Yeah. Um, the first thing you have on this list. Now, this is something. The first of all, the one team I want to talk about that I can see at the top of your list here is a team that no one saw doing this well to start out the season, especially not having a seven-game winning streak, and that is the Pittsburgh Pirates. And I also didn't know that the Orioles are on a seven-game win streak right now, too. There you go. Like, wow. Our fucking, our American League conference or division is the American League East. Like, that is just, it's honestly unfair. We got the dipshit Red Sox who just suck. And then you got four good teams. They're 500 right now, so. Yeah, but fuck the Red Sox, you know That's what I mean? fair. I agree. Yeah, All right, so are, are we, uh, second place. Are we going to talk about the Pirates? I would like to talk about the Pirates. First in the NL Central with a record of 16-7. and seven. Right now ahead of teams like the Chicago Cubs, Milwaukee Brewers, obviously Cincinnati Reds, they're garbage. St. Louis Cardinals still... Kind of shocking how not really bad they are. I guess, yeah, it's still kind of shocking how bad they are this year. Who? The St. Louis Cardinals. You know, like I said, I think they're missing that leadership from Yachty. Do you think that uh, a team like this Pirates team with no uh, Cruz can keep going like this, though? I don't know, but do you know who has a better idea than I do? Who is that? Writer from Rum Barner, which is part of the big corporation known as Fansided, Mr. Cody Duncan, Fox Sports 104.1 FM guest for the Pittsburgh Pirates, will be joining us next Monday to give Fuck us the yeah, breakdown baby. of the Pittsburgh Pirates. Um, seems to be a big Pirates fan, hates the Yankees, so you and him are going to get along oh, just well. Guy. But um, 
The Tough, Pirates yeah. must think they have something good going because I'll tell you what they did. They caved, and they caved to the right guy. Mr. Brian Reynolds has signed an eight-year, $106,750,000 extension. They've locked up their guy. They have him and Key Brian Hayes for the long term, and it's only a matter of time till O'Neill Cruz. I like seeing I like seeing a team like the Pirates finally being able to turn it around. Now, do I think yeah. at the end of the season we're going to be looking at them at the top of the NL Central? Probably not. But I could definitely see a playoff team. I could see them being a playoff team, and it's only a matter of what are they going to do at the trade deadline. How are they going to improve? Let's not forget, they brought in veterans and former Pittsburgh Pirate, Mr. Andrew McCutcheon and Carlos Santana. Cool. Yep. Veteran pedigree to keep these guys in check and understand where to go from here. Um, and McCutcheon's been playing well. He actually hit a home run today, a three-run shot. This team, I haven't had a chance to watch too much of them, but with Cody coming on next week, he could probably enlighten me on what's so special about this Pirates team off to a 16-7 yeah. start. And this comes, I think, a few weeks after O'Neill Cruz, too, fucking missing time with that ankle injury. So if you guys are in a – if we have any baseball fans uh, watching right now, we're going to have a – Real good baseball mind on the podcast next Monday, so it'll be uh, it'll be, be a very interesting episode. baseball episode. I'm gonna we'll have to do some. On, uh, we'll be live on Monday, even if Leafs are playing. We'll be live. You got that right. Well, which we really hope they're not gonna be playing because that would be Game Seven, and I fucking I I, I just I I can't do a Game Seven. I I can't do one. So <laughs> we probably Kev, won't be live because I'm gonna Kev, be sitting be in, in the dark day. closet. He won't be in the next day, Kev. No, I'll be there. I've been battling. You can ask Kev. I've been sick. Fuck this. I, for some reason, I feel like this cold has been like three weeks in a row now. You decide to just like sit in a hot shower for like, I don't know, like an hour year. and then sleep in like fucking sweats and sweat it out. Yeah, but then you wake up feeling all gross. Okay, but then you feel better. Uh, maybe we'll try it out tonight. I actually, I, I feel fine. That's the thing. I just can't fucking. You shouldn't try it tonight. You should, you should try Thursday. So at least you go on Friday like, all right, I can just get through this day. Well, Thursday's game five. Thursday's stand-up night, too. And I actually... Okay, so when you get home, you throw on a hoodie and sweatpants. Yeah, and I'll be drinking that night, too, probably. So the pores will be open. Let's move on to some other baseball. Oh, so the Baltimore oh. Orioles. Uh, Ali Rutschman is arguably the best catcher in baseball. Santander, Ryan Mountcastle. I mean, Cedric Mullins, Gunnar Henderson. This team might might make a run for the wild card. I know there are a couple games behind Tampa and Tampa Bay so far is undefeated at home. Yeah, just insane. Just destroying teams. But remember, once the Yankees come in town, it's not a home field advantage. So there will be one game lost at least. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, Speaking of the New York Yankees, my Toronto Blue Jays steamrolled you pussies. Yeah, you heard me. You fucking heard me over there. How'd you like that? All right. We finally lost our first series. Congratulations. I like this Jays team this year. No, I like no, this Jay's G- team this no, Jim Carlos Stanton. No, Luis Severino. No, Carlos Rodon. So, what the fuck are you getting your dick hard for? You know what else I like too? I like that my fucking dog, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., just put some shame on your shit team, saying that he would never in his life put on the pinstripes. You know, you're, you're right. And you know what? 
I, I also want to uh, say a thank you to Vlad. You know, you're, you're thinking Vlad first on Yankees, and I want to give him a thank you. I want to thank him for hosting our AL East division title winnings in Toronto last year. I, I want to thank him for being nice to us as us being the guests, and we had a great time celebrating the AL East division title that was supposed to be the Toronto Blue Jays. And then Jays. you guys ended up winning the Yankees. Well, neither did the, the Blue Jays. They blew like an 8 nothing lead to the Seattle Mariners, so who's really the losers here? Well, we won uh, the I exact thank same him. amount last year. We won, we won the same amount of championships last year. Yeah, but we won more games in the playoffs. We at least uh, won multiple. That's okay. If that's Anyways, what we're breaking it down. Uh, thank to. you, Vlad. Thank you, Vlad. Uh, I don't want Vlad anyways because he's 325 pounds of fucking pure fat. Uh, significantly pure power. Fell, off, fell off last year. And honestly, he'll be just like his dad. 10 years, and then he'll be out of the league because he sucks. Uh, we'll see. He's going to win the AL MVP this year. Anthony will um, be better than Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Okay, you know that's a lie. No, it's the truth. All right. Well, obviously, you were just a fucking idiot. <laughs> Moving on. Josh Donaldson better than Vlad. Who the hell said that? Guilty. Did you say that? I thought someone said that in the uh, guilty. I thought someone said that in the comments here. I was like, no one's that stupid to say that. Anyways, uh, moving on though, it uh, it seems like the Oakland A's time in Oakland has come to an end. How do you feel about it? Before you move on to me, how do you feel? Um, I think it is a fantastic move for baseball. Clearly, we can see that sports in Las Vegas are at an all-time high. It is the spot to go. Um, Oakland was a team that was doing that boycott game, right? Yes. Well, clearly that didn't Re- work. Reverse, guys. reverse boycott. Reverse yeah. boycott. Where they all bought tickets to go to the game show. The fans weren't the problem. They aren't. They aren't the problem. But I mean, I, I feel like a move to Las Vegas is obviously a shitty. Did for you Oakland. hear what um, the Raiders owner said? I did not. The one with the so, fucking bowl cut. So, you know, yes. You know that the Raiders were in Oakland, obviously. The Raiders yeah. played in the same stadium as the A's, and he tried working with the, the A's because it's the A's ball field more than is the Raiders. It is their turf. They get to make the final say. He had all these ideas for renovations, not like tearing down the stadium and shit, just like, uh, excuse me, modifying and making the proper adjustments. And, uh, they basically said, we want to sign a 10-year lease and get the fuck out of here. And you know what, Zach? That's why the fans weren't coming to these games because, well, I'm not going to put more money into your fucking pocket if you're just going to fucking throw us out of the water like that. Fuck you. And I don't blame these fans. These fans, if you look at some of the old videos on there, Zach, you could just see how passionate these fans were about their Oakland A's. And when you hear Dallas Braden give his thank you when baseball is dead, the emotion in this guy trying to say it without shedding tears, you could hear how choked up he was. And but I don't get it. I can still hear you, but I can't see you anymore. Yeah, <laughs> so I just want to. I'm frozen. I can see myself, but let's see if I do this. I'm just looking at the Twitch thing to see if I'm still on the. Uh... You're on. If not, we got the podcast. If, if people are missing on Twitch, you know, we, we only got dad and I think really dad just listening. So the podcast listeners will catch up on yeah, this. Yeah, we can still do the. So, moral of the story, Zach, the A's, the Bay Area of Oakland, they have a tremendous fan base. And unfortunately, we, we might be talking about Oakland being one of the 
worst cities in America due to the fact that they're already losing significant amount of money, which is the reason why the A's and the Warriors left. The Warriors went across the bridge to San Fran. And I got it back. It's 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 sad. It's really sad to see. Now with them going to Vegas. Which is that that's not like Oh, excuse me. <laughs> That's not a hundred percent confirmed yet, right? Like they, it's, it's just basically it's all confirmed. They're gonna be buying land. They're gonna be buying land. They're gonna be like a couple blocks away from the Raiders. They're gonna be right across the street from T-Mobile Arena. I don't know. I think that's kind of exciting to be honest with you. I mean, I if, got, if you live in Oakland and you want to go see your teams, just move to Vegas. I got, um, I got one of my buddies is getting married, twenty twenty four. Shout out, Mark. And I believe his bachelor party is going to be in Vegas. So depending on what time it is, maybe I'll be catching a uh, Las Vegas A's game or maybe I'll be catching a Golden Knights game. I'll be doing something down there. There you go. Not just hookers. Yeah, true. Um, So standing there for Oakland sports in general, A's gone. Warriors across the bridge, although Steph's going to try and play one last game at Oracle Arena. Uh, Raiders gone. I guess the only thing really close to them, San Jose Sharks, I guess that's the closest thing they got, which by the way, Zach. That's a tough one. I really, I've really done my research. We can get a team in Hartford for the Whalers. We could. You've been saying this last couple. Uh, well, last when, couple I went to, when I went to the whole fat game, I think the XL Center is way past its dues of renovations to bring any team in. I think they just need to build a new fucking arena, which they can easily do. Um, and you just find something to do outside. Like I look at like what Toronto has, you know, they got that nice area for all the fans to hang out for the Raptors and the Leafs, which by the way, I, I, I I could be wrong on this. I want to say Toronto fucking started that. Maybe that whole, that whole outdoor thing. Cause it seems like every single team, which I mean, I'm not saying is a bad thing. I think every single team now has like that outdoor viewing area. Yeah. Essentially, but I remember back in like 2012, 2013, when the Leafs, uh, you know, had that very big uh, deflating playoff loss to the Boston Bruins. Don't want to bring that one up. I mean, even TV Garden. I love when Ploof is posting videos because you see all the the stores and the bars before you enter the arena. Like oh, that's something flooded. that you can definitely adapt in Hartford to attract teams. Like when you look at the XL Center, it's almost meant to be like kind of like tried to a Madison Square Garden is because around Madison Square Garden, I haven't been there. When you look at the videos, it's like basically Mad Square Garden, just a bunch of buildings afterwards. That's yeah. what Hartford is. So at the end of the day, all I'm saying is if you build an arena with 20,000 people, you could probably sell that bitch out. Um, Arizona's only getting like 5,000 <laughs> average. San Jose, Columbus were at the bottom as well. That's it. Yeah. And, and Anaheim. Not for nothing. How many teams are in fucking California? You have San Jose, you have yeah, Anaheim, you have Los Angeles. Is there anything else that I'm missing? For hot, like just we're talking hockey, hockey in general. Hockey. Um, Anaheim, San Jose, California, uh, LA. I, I want to, I want to say that's it for the the Cali teams. But you are right; that is three teams in California. Is California meant for fucking hockey? I don't yeah, think it's so. Fucking like at least Florida stuck with two: Tampa and, and basically Miami, but they're Florida. I, you know what? I just don't see a team going to Hartford. I don't uh, either, I don't... but you know what? Dad made the argument, but like this helps my argument. He says, well, what are you going to do when the Rangers, the Islanders, Philly, uh, Devils, and Bruins? Okay. That's sold out arenas. That's sold out arenas because all those fans have adapted here, but 
a lot of kids my age that potentially want to get to hockey, that's a team they can root for. That's all I guess. I mean, it's, I'm, I'm definitely not going to say it wouldn't work. I just think there's a lot more. Like, I bet you, I bet you the league would be more inclined to put a second team in Toronto before they would put a team in Hartford. They, because I, I read a shit ton of articles about this, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to try something. I really am. I'm going to try to fight with Gary Benton to bring him back to Hartford. Here we he go. gave he gave them a goal that they had to sell eleven thousand season tickets in order to stay. They did it. They did it. Well, we, once we our buddy stop. Gary's got his mind made up, but it definitely can't beat this XL Center after I went there. Like seats are outdated, very fucking clustered in. Oh, they, sound they, system they, is oh, ass. They'd be looking at a major, major renovation. Um, yes. by the way. Holy shit! You have you you're better off building a new arena. Oh my goodness gracious! Who's fighting? Two nothing New York Islanders. Sebastian Ajo is leaking blood out of his face. Leaking blood out of his face. Ouch! What the hell happened here? I got to see this replay. He is going right to the dressing room. That is the best player on the Carolina Hurricanes. Right to the room. What happened here? Oh, my fucking Lord. He took a shot right to the face. Jesus Christ. From the puck? Yeah, like a full. Oh. (laughs) Wrist shot right to the mouth, and it bounced off his face directly on the Islanders player's tape for the goal. Oh, Oh, that is a tough bounce. Jesus Christ. That looks like it fucking hurt, man. Mm-hmm. Now, let's finish, up, Carolina, these, uh, yeah, let's finish up these baseball notes. No, you're good. So, um, right, another thing I like to talk about too with baseball, uh, you have three more things left on this list. Fernando Tatis Jr. is back. Yeah. And I know it's only been, was it one game? How many games do you play now? I think a few. Well, I know the first game he had a bit of a tough performance. Uh, Padres in general have been struggling as a recent, so. Yeah. It would definitely be good to bring in a guy like Tatis. Obviously, he's a hell of a player. He's going to regain that uh, that all star pedigree within no time. So I'm trying it, to look it, up the numbers for you. So I'm Tatis happy to have him. Oh, dude, really, really, Jesus, one, two, three, four, five games. He's on a four game hit streak. There we go. One for four. Yeah, one for good. four. One for five. And uh, one for one. Um, Obviously, no home runs yet. One, one home run. Oh, so, okay. You did get a jack. Okay. Three singles, a home run, and he got caught stealing today. Huh. Well, that's a much needed, uh, much needed piece for these Padres team, Dad. Who is still, I think my my team that I'm going to pick to uh, to come out of the uh, NL this year. Marcus, I don't know why I don't get the sound bites anymore, but why? <laughs> Because I sent you some bits today, you subscribe. You You fuck. You know we're just trading money at this point, bud. That's all we're doing is trading money at this point. Take my money. Thank you, though, buddy. Marky, thanks, buddy. What a beauty. All right, Uh, over here. Let's finish up quickly. (laughs) Sorry. Yep. Okay. So all you have left on this list that we got to talk about here is uh, I didn't see this catch. We have Wander Franco makes an incredible. Oh my god. So it was almost like what Hunter Renfro had, where like he misjudged the ball. And like Hunter Renfro just like threw his glove out there, but with Wander, it missed the glove, and then he reached out his bare hand and he fucking caught it. It was insane. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to search and, that and one he up. Ran, he ran to like midway left field line foul ball. And um, to finish the show off, Mark, you came at the right time, bud, because we're about to pump your uh, 
your uh, Atlanta Braves pitcher's tires here. Strider. Spencer Strider, eight innings, 13 strikeouts, 5-0 short of a no-hitter. I have one more thing I want to add before we finish this pod about a no-hitter that I'm sure you probably know what I'm talking about. Maybe. That wasn't Spencer Strider that had the no-hitter bid that was broken by the back catcher essentially tacking, tackling the pitcher. Oh, Gene Segura? Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Okay, I'll see if I can find it. It was a couple days ago there was a pitcher who uh, had a no-hitter going into the eighth. Um, and I believe there was one or two outs left in the eighth. The guy hits a little knuckle, like just a little chip shot um, down the uh, the left baseline. Like I kind of like not down the left baseline, but kind of like in the trajectory towards the shortstop, maybe the third baseman. And uh, the pitcher's running at it, and instead of the back catcher allowing the pitcher to get the ball and throw it to first, he also goes for it, essentially tackling the pitcher and losing his no hitter. Oh, oh boy! Yeah, I'm gonna see if I can find it for you. I'll send you that after the yeah, show. Yeah, that's it um, happened in Chicago. So when you find yeah. it, send it to me. But um, yeah, shout out to Strider. I think he's the first Brave in history to go nine straight games with like eight plus strikeouts or nine plus strikeouts. So shout out to Brave, yeah. shout out to Spencer Strider, shout out to Zach, shout out to all you, Zach. Closest the fuck out. I got to take care of some fucking business. I know I'm rushing you. Robbie has to take a shit. I'm pretty sure your echo's not say. working at all. Robbie has to take a fucking mean, colossal dump to end this show off here, folks. So we're going to let him go pitch that shit off. And you know what, folks? We appreciate you guys tuning in for another Monday episode, which is actually happening on a Tuesday, not a Monday. Um, you know what? Fuck it, Robbie. I'll let you get out of here. Stay sexy, sports game. Ah!